friends, welcome back to the URU podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. My name is Jenny, and here you're all about celebrating our God-given design, pursuing our kingdom calling, and most of all, loving God 100%. It's been the mission since the beginning, and this season we're going to be focusing on a new topic, the topic of work mostly, but the mission is still the same because we wholeheartedly believe that Jesus is coming back and we are all on earth right now for a reason. He's got a purpose for us, a journey for us. And as we pursue him, we get to discover what this is. And I just pray that we literally live each day like it's an adventure with Jesus, which shouldn't sound cheesy because it is true, right? (laughs) Sometimes life can feel Maybe it will get a bit routine, but I think if we see it like another step, we're on a path, we're on, you know, a new route in this adventure with the Lord that we will keep a soft heart and that sense of adventure and be really open to what he's doing in our lives. So you might, you know, wonder what this background is. Usually I podcast, um, honestly, So I I started the podcast in Hong Kong. All of the previous three seasons have been in Hong Kong. And I have these things called Saturday day dates. So after a long week of work, I love to just take Saturday off because I felt like even on Sunday, I would be going to church, I would be seeing friends, and I wanted to give God my best. Like if I would take off an entire Saturday and spend it with a friend or a boyfriend or whatever, but I had never done it with God. And I thought, how awesome, like just as I would get excited about having a full day of adventures with someone, I absolutely want to do it with God. So I started having these day dates and sometimes they were structured, like there were certain things that I wanted to do with God, but a lot of times they were just open and spontaneous and I would just pray, I would worship, I might read a book, I would just wait on the Lord and just try and like practice in a way, like sensing what he was saying, journaling, and sort of growing my relationship with the Lord that way. Because as I have been relearning, um, as much as we can pray like, God, will you please give me discernment? Will you make it clear? A lot of times it is walking in faith. We think we are not a hundred percent sure this is what God is doing, but we believe enough that we will make that step and trust God to course correct us if we make any mistakes, which is what God reminded me again this morning. So yes, previous three seasons, I often recorded it during a Saturday day date, which meant I was like in home clothes, in sweats, my hair up, glasses on, no makeup, but I just feel like it's a season of trying new things and trying to steward well and improve the quality, and one of the things is trying a video podcast. I have so much to learn, honestly, but I think that's sort of the fun of new seasons, new years, new year's resolutions, however we like to grow. Those moments when we are starting something completely new is really exciting. So bear with me as I get used to this video podcast thing of looking into the camera instead of up in the air, as my mom reminds me not to do. But for this first podcast, I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey the past 
few months since leaving Hong Kong to before starting my new master's program, which will start next Tuesday. And today I'm recording on a Saturday. Is it Saturday? No, I'm recording on a Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, so like why I left Hong Kong, what I felt during this process and hopefully some like lessons learned that will be useful in terms of just what that process is like when when God sort of changes the plan quite abruptly and drastically and why that can be really fun. I also wanted to just talk a little bit about my hopes for this season with the podcast and beyond like why why work and in terms of work like what aspects are we going to be focusing on? So I have tried to record this episode at least four times, <laughs> to be honest. I feel a little rusty with podcasting. It's been three, um, oh, three months, I think, since the last episode. And I just went into a season of total rest. Like back in June, before I left Hong Kong, I was speaking with a career coach at work. By the second session, I let her know that I had resigned and she was really supportive and flexible and was fine with me processing less career publishing related, but more okay. My life is going to change completely. How am I doing with that? What sorts of questions do I have? And that sort of thing. And one of the things that I mentioned to her was, this might sound very <laughs> marketing-like, but I just felt like a natural content creator. I think I was just so used to and happy about being able to share my walk with other people. And it wasn't just the sharing of the output but it was the connection of being able to hear from other women in different countries about how they were going through something similar or how they felt encouraged. Because when I started doing the Yay Project, you've heard me say this before, but it, it was always true that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And literally what I was doing was sort of regurgitating what I felt God was encouraging me about and what he was saying. And if it did well, if it didn't do well, like it didn't matter to me because it wasn't fully me. Do you know what I mean? It was like how I felt like God was leading. And along that, if anyone had complimentary things to say, like all glory to God. And I think when things were starting to get more and more stressful in Hong Kong, I still wanted to share my journey, even if it was a whole lot of struggle. I just had this thought, like in North America, sometimes people say it was like on the struggle bus. <laughs> I was really on the struggle bus for a lot of season three because there were so many things that I just didn't know that I needed to process until I left Hong Kong. So just to tie up why I was talking about my career coach, I'm not saying I'm a perfect content creator by any means, uh, any way, shape or form, but I just really loved writing and sharing and connecting and being creative in that way. It was sort of an outlet from the busyness and just a way to have fun. But when I left Hong Kong and was sort of in this like, God, 
should I continue to create? Should I not continue to create? I think God took me on a journey this summer of relearning how to surrender, hear his voice and obey. And so I don't think it was ever like a, this summer you will take two months off and you will not focus on creating. So it wasn't like don't create. It wasn't like create all the time. It wasn't like research. It was just sort of like impressions and senses. And I think God speaks to a lot of people in impressions and senses, but I was coming out of a season where I felt God really spoke to me in specific words. So I would see words or I would just put pen to paper and like words would just come out. I have no idea what I'm writing, but I'm just like writing and like truths would come out if that makes sense. And so it was learning to trust in God and hear him in a new way. And so I just felt like I was so broken. And honestly, I was a bit tired of talking about my brokenness. Like I didn't want to talk about my perfections, but me honestly podcasting in season three was a lot of like, God, I'm really tired of waiting for marriage. God, I'm really homesick. God, I'm really wondering why you have me in Hong Kong. God, I'm really, really having a hard time at work, even though I'm 99.9% sure that this is your will, not forever, but for this season. But then why is it so hard? And then um, just knowing from like biblical examples that so many times God puts us in situations for a reason, but in those seasons, even though we know the reason, like David, like Joseph, it's so not easy. And for me, it got to the point where I think I was under God's protection and grace for a very long period because I needed to go through this. But then towards my last couple months in Hong Kong, it was starting to lift. And I say that not because God is like removing himself from me or from us when these things happen, but it's like a, a signal that something is about to change. And I have spoken about this a little bit, maybe in previous episodes or maybe through posts. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I, for the first time in my life, started to get physically sick. And it's not something that usually happens to me, but I would be just out. Like There were at least four times that I had quite severe food poisoning. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, but like out both ends. And I just couldn't figure it out. Like, was it COVID? But then I would do the rat test and it wasn't COVID. Was it like just a poor immune system. Like it took me a long time to figure out that um, it was stress related. And I think I'm just one of those people, which is not the right way to put it. I think I struggle to admit defeat. And when I struggle to admit defeat, it's because of a pride and ego thing rather than um, because I'm submitted to the Lord. Like, does that make sense? Like, I, if I was submitted to the Lord, then even if something looked like defeat or failure, 
I just, you know, be like, okay, it's in your hands. I'm going to do it. You're going to lead me. You're going to, you know, either redeem or restore in whatever way you are. And I'm just going to be carried. Um, and I think it's the place that I've gotten to, but it took a little while to admit, surrender, be willing and all of that. So as I was going through this whole situation, I was exploring options. And I think, again, this is where God was trying to teach me again to rely on him. Like if I pray and ask for an answer, and I was asking four months, <laughs> at least six months of just like, God, when, God, how, God, why, and just not getting anything but like wait or silence or be hearing from him, him about other things, but not about my next step. And I think it was sort of a, you know, a nudge. Like, if you don't hear me, are you going to continue to press in? Are you going to continue to seek me? Are you going to continue to obey what I have shown you? Are you going to have a good attitude? Are you going to be patient? Are you going to, you know, really live out what you say you believe? And I think the wonderful thing about God is that he never runs out of tests or blessings or anything or patience. And, and if we seek him, we will, we will get there. So I think eventually I just reached a breaking point where I just could not be far from my family anymore. I could not just stay in my Hong Kong situation as it was. And on a phone call with my mom, she mentioned that we had an upcoming family vacation to LA. And so I have a blog post up called why I attended a Christian men's conference and what I learned. <laughs> and so we were going to go with my dad to LA to attend this Christian men's conference, the full gospel men's ministry, 70th anniversary. And why didn't I join them? And I just thought it's like absolutely impossible. It's May, mid-May, I think at this point. And the conference is in mid-July. So that's just a couple of months. And how on earth was I going to pack up my entire life? I hadn't resigned. I still had my lease. I had a bunch of contracts. And, and Hong Kong was so... Um, chaotic in some ways like it just seemed totally impossible and then I think the next day I just felt more and more of a sense that why why not like did I really want to miss another family vacation was it really impossible to pack up my Hong Kong life like I was I think four months away from being able to apply for PR did I really want to stay that long, like to the end of the year to get PR? Like, was it God's plan for me to stay or to come back? And I just can't explain it because I'm thinking back and I don't think it was like a seize parted. This is your one option, but I just believe that it was the right next option. So 
I tried to figure out what exactly those next steps were. And I was sort of freaking out and I felt God remind me, like, you can't make decisions yet because you haven't gotten all of my answers. And so I had to explore, like, was it the best thing for me to go to Canada or to maybe go to the UK or go to Taiwan or get a new job in X field? Like what was God's next step for me? And as I explored, certain doors closed and then other doors opened. And so my whole application process for the MVET was a whirlwind, like two, three weeks. Like it's a program that I had known about for at least a decade. And I would think about it once in a while and sort of look it on the website and wonder like, would I ever be able to do it A and like, would I ever be able to do it full time B and sort of like, well, maybe if I was married and like someone would financially support me, then maybe I can go to full-time school and not like worry about rent and mortgages and whatever. But it was like a, that would be cool. It's a cool program. I've got bills to pay in the meantime. And so when I thought, you know, okay, for, for, for many, many reasons, I wanted to spend a chunk of time at home. I honestly felt so burnt out. I was in need of some rest and I knew the program would start in September and you have to start in September. You can do part-time, but it's one Saturday a month for three years and Ellen Waterloo. And I didn't want to, I wasn't sure if I wanted to commit to three years in, in Waterloo yet. And so I knew that if I did the program, it would have to be September. And so that just seemed like if I got home in July, that was only a couple months of rest and I was so tired. I wanted, I thought six months of rest sounded fantastic. Like just eating, exercising, reading, resting, like doing whatever slowly in silence was just what I really felt I needed. But I also knew that whatever God said, he would equip me to do. And so the MBET was one of those, God, I think it makes sense. I can see how the past couple of years, as difficult as they have been, would prepare me for this program for the next thing for doing ministry. It would help me to, it would help me and it would give me time to really do what I feel you're calling me to well, even though, um, you know, like this is where I want to be in terms of like skill, I guess. And this is where I am and I want to get there, but, but I don't know how. And I felt like this year, the program, the time would, would allow me to do that. So I thought it was a real blessing. I just didn't know if I was ready but I knew that I had no choice. Like if I wanted to do it, I had to apply. And so within that two week period, I got my references. I wrote my application letter, my letter of intent. I had to get my transcripts, like all of this while trying to figure out when I'm going to move. And when I applied to get my moving boxes, I couldn't even get boxes for three weeks. Like it was hectic. And so that is why 
my sharing probably was a little bit stressed out at that moment because there was just so much happening. But more than anything else, there was so much of me trying to be like, God, which one is you? I sense you're telling me to take one step at a time. You're not telling me exactly like A plus B equals C and then D. It was like, fix your eyes on me. Do one faith step at a time and I will lead you. And so when I went to this conference in LA, this is actually a ministry for businessmen. And so the conference really is allowing businessmen and is organized into different continents basically so there there are testimonies from asia from africa from south america from north america the conference is really based around testimonies and so it was like testimony after testimony after testimony of god's faithfulness and like they they went really deep in terms of there were some really big challenges that people went through but just seeing a large conference full of men and their families and then some other people as well, like like singles and businesswomen, just praise the Lord and testify all together. It was so powerful and encouraging. And I went to the conference being like, God, I just don't know. Like I've gotten into the program. I've accepted the program actually, but I just don't know. <laughs> and so going through the conference, hearing these testimonies and just bit by bit surrendering my fear and then noticing God's encouragement and confirmation. And so during the conference, there was one time when I was in the bathroom washing my hands and then this woman approached my sister who was right beside me and she said something like, hi, we were actually sitting near each other at breakfast and now that we're in the bathroom at the same time, like I wonder if maybe the Holy Spirit wants us to have a conversation and because like there was like a thousand people at this conference, like what are the chances that we are like always in the same place? So if you ever get those nudges, take a chance because this, this woman encouraged me so much. She, I think we made small talk, like, where are you from? She was from Paris. She had her own animation company, but as she was sharing, she just started testifying and like telling us about what a God thing it was that she was even able to come to the conference. And actually, actually even how she started her business, like she went through something really difficult. She went through a breakup and was asking God for her next step. And then all of a sudden she found out about this master's in entrepreneurship. And I was like, oh my goodness, God, I am doing a master's in entrepreneurship. And then she said, you know, she was really worried about the tuition and like it was like 17,000 euro. And I was like, God, my tuition is 17,000. How, like, what are the chances? I felt like God was really specifically encouraging me because I was struggling with that that week. Like this program is not cheap. And for the amount of tuition, could I just invest it into the business? Like, did I really need to take courses. And that was one of the things that my old boss actually said. So I started off my application letter this way, actually, my letter of intent. I said my first job out of university was working for a 
professor at the National University of Singapore. She was a very successful entrepreneur who had exited and become a venture capitalist, but also decided to get her PhD in entrepreneurship, and then now was working as the director of innovation at this research institute in Singapore. And so there was a connection with my university. She hired co-op students, which is basically like a student intern. And so when students graduate at the end of their degree, they have a year plus of really valuable work experience. And so that is why people love co-op. And so I knew a girl who had worked under her and had a really good time. And so I just emailed her introducing myself and wondering if she had any opportunities for students who had graduated and then she created something for me. I went to work for her and she was incredibly intuitive. So she very clearly and quickly saw like different students and employees, their strengths, and would try and give them opportunities accordingly. And so for me, she knew that I could write. And so she asked if I would help her with a book she was writing. So I would comb through her research. I would do some follow-up interviews with her, with entrepreneurs in Singapore, and then try and write chapters. And then we would work together on that. And so at the end of my year with her, she asked me, you know, now you have all of this experience and research about the study of like entrepreneurship. You've met so many entrepreneurs. Like, do you want to start your own business? Is that something that you feel passionate about now? And like, I just flat out said, no, (laughs) absolutely not at all. I wanted the security of benefits. I wanted just security, right? I think I just, at the time, as much as I wanted a really exciting life. Like I wanted to be able to be the kind of person who could write these deep, heartfelt essays. You know, I loved reading them, but I just didn't have any life experience. Nothing had really gone wrong. So as much as I would have loved to pursue my own venture, I did not have the confidence. And also I just didn't have any ideas. (laughs) And so this is how I started my letter of intent. And so I said, you know, actually then I started a career in publishing after working with her on the book, I applied for and got a job with the publisher. And for the next 11 years, worked in publishing, gained skills in various different departments. And then it was really only going through something really difficult, this like unexpected breakup that I went all in with God for the first time and just asked him to lead me. It was one of those moments that we have in life where we just recognize, like even if we look around and we can see so many things that can grab our attention, so many things that we want, so many things that we admire. But at the end of the day, like, if we are on our own and all we see is Jesus, like, is that not the best place to be? Like we're on earth and it can't be the only place we are because we have a purpose. Like God has plans for us to do, to learn. We have to work, right? Like we can't just be at the foot of Jesus, but we are also to make sure that we are spending time at the foot of Jesus. And when we are like, that is the most beautiful place to be. And I was so hurting and broken that all I wanted to, to do was stay in this, stay in his presence as long as I could. Like I just needed to be as close to God as possible. But the more that I have 
moved on since that period, the more that I recognize how much I want to be. Like, God's also been really reminding me not to look backwards. Like, that was a really special season. But it can't be the season that I benchmark everything toward. It's like, he literally has opened up this brand new season for me. I've been praying for it forever, right? And earlier when I was talking about, like, I was praying, I was praying, I was praying, I was asking for direction. I wasn't hearing anything. And finally, literally, I am in a new season. Like, why why would I want to be thinking three years back and, like, wanting to be there or jumping ahead one year and, like, wondering where I'm going to be then? Like, this season is a season for a reason in my life. So I just hope that as I share that, it'll be relatable in some way. Like maybe you are praying for your season to change, or maybe you are in an exciting new season, but you're just not a hundred percent sure like what's going to come out of it. We are in this together. And I just pray that as we continue to share, we'll just do like the conference did. Like we don't need a special anniversary conference to testify. We don't need our testimonies to be in perfectly wrapped bows where A, B equals C. Like we can just share, like, I think God is saying this, and this is why I think that, and this is how it changed from last week. And we can just do life together because it's real And I think it's encouraging. And so with the podcast, I think I will still share personal testimonies as I am learning, but I am praying about if I will be able to create as high quality as I can YouTube videos about it instead, because I think, I hope that there will be so much that I'm learning in class that if I can distill it and make it like quite organized, it'll be just useful for anybody else that wants to start a business, especially if you are in your twenties and thirties and forties and maybe from an Asian context. Like I just hope that it will be, it'll be good. But with the podcast, I have long been just sensing God encourage me to serve women in Asia or women serving in Asia or women from Asian backgrounds as best as I can. And I'm trying to think of, I don't think that this is just something that I want to do because I am from an Asian background, but I think it's just how he has always led me as I did the A project. Like I can't explain it, but within I think the first six months, most of the women that I was meeting online were American or British. And I just felt the strong pull to serve women in India and the Philippines and Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore. And, and I don't know why I just did. I think during COVID I ran a couple of ads and then I met a lot of new friends from across Asia and it's sort of stuck that way. And so if I can help, then I would love to. And, and because as I've lived in Asia for the past 10 years, I've also been so blessed 
to have met so many incredible friends and business women and have been able to have conversations and they have been willing to come on the podcast and just let me pick their brain. There are interviews with women who are extremely established and successful. And why I love them is because the heart is really like, let's see what Jesus wants and do that. There are women around my age who have inspired me so much because when I finally said, okay, God, I'm all in, two feet in, I'm going to do this program. I'm going to try and do it as best as I can. Then I went into, how can I do it as best as I can? Like, should I read business books? And then a lot of the business books, they'll touch on struggles, but then it's like, and then this is how they have this massive success. And I think I felt pressure. Like, my program is only a year. If it's not financially, if the business isn't financially successful in a year, then what do I, what do I do? I would really like to know how it's going to turn out. And also in terms of what I want to produce, like I'm not doing anything because I think it's going to be a big revenue maker. It could be obviously, but you know, that's why we pursue ideas, but, but it's not the main reason. The main reason is to help and to educate and, and, yeah, so all of these questions floating around. And so I was feeling a bit stressed. And then I had a conversation where I was talking to a woman about her art business. And she took me through her journey with God in the most peace-filled way. And how she got to this place of peace. Like there were missteps, but by just seeking God and doing what he said in the timing that he was revealing it and trying to do that well really impacted me, right? So there are going to be stories where the organizations are successful and thriving for women who work in professional sectors, but also women who are in the thick of it, trying to follow the God dream, trying to become profitable, trying to pivot, like the, the, say the mess, but like the journey is really real and honest. And yeah, I just hope that we can build a community where we can support one another and just learn more about the amazing businesses that are happening in Asia, across Asia, within Asian context, and that it will really just inspire us to yeah, seek God in our own lives this season because yeah, I think that if you're if you're tuning in, I hope that you enjoy and will will really be able to implement like advice, business advice, faith-based advice that will really like grow your walk with the Lord and and encourage you to encourage you to give God your best and give him your best whether it's through a Saturday day date on your commute or before you go to bed, whatever it is. But when we get busy, when we achieve our goals, when we get the success we've always dreamed of, when we fall flat on our face, like in all of these seasons, walking hand in hand with the Lord is 
the best place to be. And I know it's not always easy. Like I think back to my last season just a couple of months ago where I tried really hard to rely on God, but also, you know, wanted to watch TV and wanted to eat junk food and wanted to um, do some of the busy work. And I think maybe this is a point. This might be a whole another conversation, but sometimes I think we can get into, into work that we know seems good from a worldly point of view, whether it is like for me, whether it's like doing food reviews and going to events and, and, you know, doing things that seem glossy and glamorous, you know, at least to me, because it's what I really wanted to do when I was younger. Um, and these things, it's like, it builds our resume. We write another article, we get another promotion, you know, these things, seem good and they're not necessarily bad, but are they distracting us from just being still with the Lord and making sure that, you know, God, am I right with you? Is there anything that you want me to wrestle with, to question, to bring to you? Is there anywhere, any area of my life where you want me to serve? Like, what are you wanting to teach me about my character? Because we are not and will never be perfect and I well you know on earth and I and I just I don't know marvel at God at like how wonderful and like wonderful doesn't even begin to cover it but how wonderful he is that he loves to use us as we are as imperfect as we are and as we learn to surrender to him and accept his grace for ourselves. He also gives us opportunities to give this grace to others. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you feel like, why am I not giving grace? Why is this, that, and the other really irritating me about this person? And like, that person is doing this and blah, blah, blah. We can be so picky with people um, and sometimes forget because we're maybe not struggling with that thing at this time. And it's not easy to just exercise grace when their um, their sins are affecting our insecurities and blah, 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 blah. Like all of this messiness of human life. Um, as we seek God and obey him and try and like, yeah, put into practice everything that he's leading us to. Like this season is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to be learning with you this season whether it's an online community or an offline community, maybe both, hopefully both, we will just fix our eyes on Jesus, keep them there, and just marvel at what he does to show us how we can love one another better and just be in his global body and just really prepare and be excited about his return because we don't know when it is. But when Jesus does come, oh my goodness, I pray that we are so prepared and we are so excited and we have just put in the time with him now that it's not like a long lost relative, but like literally our best friend, our closest confidant that we run to him and we are just like, oh my goodness, the day is finally here. 
So yes, welcome to You Are You podcast season four. We're going to be talking a lot about work, but I think more than work and the practical business tips, which will definitely be all over the podcast, like the mission will always be loving God a hundred percent. So if this helps you at all, please share it. Please just be who God made you to be. And thank you for listening. Love you lots and see you in a couple weeks. I don't know why I said that. See you uh, hopefully next week where I will release a really, really exciting podcast. Please pray for me as I edit and try and make the best video that I can. But the interview is with someone who is 96, who is still serving the Lord so energetically that like I am totally amazed and pray that my mom and me and my future kids, like we will all be able to be this energetic and full of love of the Lord at 96. She has grown one of the best known, if not the best known education companies in Taiwan. She's won countless awards. She's recently had a musical made on her life. And she has also really impacted my family in a really personal way, my grandpa, my parents. And so I just can't wait to, yeah, to share some of the gems that she shared about her journey. So sending you lots of love and see you next week. Bye.